and good evening, afternoon, morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Just have a good day. And welcome to another episode of A Great Day for Freedom. With me is the lovely Ferrari. And we'll start this off hot because you had something that you felt very strongly about. Unless you want to say something before that. I mean, I, I was going to say hi, but that's fine. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, you could, you could say that. I was going to say hi. I was going to say it's a great day to be alive. I was going to say it's a, a great day to be alive. I was also going to say that as, you know, as compared to some other podcasts, I will actually be sobering up as opposed to getting more drunk. Um, but yeah, no, um, the ACLU tweeted today uh, actually is from yesterday i thought it was from today but it was from yesterday okay arkansas or arkansas has become the first state to ban health care for trans youth and what that means is that if you are under the age of 18 and you consider yourself to be transgender you will get no health care regarding that fact until you're 18. I I realize that Arkansas probably is being rather quiet on this because it's probably not a very popular position. But have they mentioned a specific reason why? Like like trans youth as opposed to trans adult. I, I, I think the general consensus with a lot of conservative people and even some center people is that kids don't know what they want. You know, so they shouldn't be able to decide. It's a decision now, just like being gay is a decision, guys. Um, they shouldn't be able to decide that they want to change their gender until they're 18. Because magically, so, at, magically at 18, you know exactly what you want. Okay, so, um. <laughs> but, no, 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 but, but is, that, is that really what this comes down to, though, is... You can't choose to have gender reassignment surgery right. until you you're can't, 18. You can't have gender reassignment surgery. You can't have hormone therapy. You will be treated as your, in quotes, biological sex. Therefore, if you are having your period and you are and you consider yourself to be a transgender male... Suck it up, Buttercup. You're gonna bleed until you're 18 and decide that you wanna, you know, what if fix that situation? And this probably hasn't been addressed yet, but what if the 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 you know the the child's parents? I say child, and that makes it seem like they're five or six, but right? Yeah, you know, but it, anyone under the anyone age under the age of 18. What if their parents are, you know, say no, you treat them the way they they want to be treated so if it's if it's a female that that internally feels that mm-hmm. they're a male or mm-hmm. identifies more as being male or vice versa if their parents support that you're going to go to a different state for health care uh, um, and, and and this is just like this is just like a minor portion of the fact that our healthcare system sucks. Yeah, well, um, yeah. We should all we should all be entitled to the healthcare like all healthcare. 
you know, we should all be able to, oh my god, we got into a car accident, just go to the hospital and get taken care of. We should all be able to go, hey, my insides aren't working correctly, like, get it taken care of, you well, know? And, and it's just that they tend to pick on the most marginalized communities, but really, if you look at it in a broad spectrum, is that if you if they are able to politicize and legislate banning this portion of healthcare, banning children, you know, minors under the age of eighteen from having any transgender healthcare, then really, I mean, what's them to stop them from legislating or banning any other forms of healthcare? Well, the, the path that this country is on right now is, is actually very disturbing. And, and even a number of, of conservatives um, have, have said that. Not an alarming number, not numbers that should be saying it, but enough where people should take notice. Um, and, and it does. It seems to be uh, two groups that seem to be targeted the most uh, by, you know, new legislature, you know, new laws that are being mm-hmm. implemented and, and things like that. And that tends to be... Um, those in the LGBT plus, mm-hmm. we'll word it that way, uh, community. The alphabet mafia. Yeah, <laughs> however you want to word I, I Again, I, I, I'm trying to word it in a way where it doesn't offend anybody, mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was a way where it would be nice, you know, because obviously I, you know, I don't have a problem with, with them getting the medical treatment that, that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um. But the other group that actually has been uh, marginalized quite a bit, and and mm-hmm. and you can see laws passing uh, almost daily. Um, looking at you, Georgia, um, that are racially motivated, and and we're seeing it happen in Florida as well too. So uh, while while certain laws haven't been passed. There have been certain laws that have flown under the radar that do happen to impact uh, racial minorities more than others. Um, And I know that we've had this question on the podcast between you and I quite a bit of, does it seem that racism is increasing? Um, And I know that you said in the past, and 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 I kind of was on the fence about it. About well, you don't know necessarily if it's increasing or just that people are are not caring as much whether or not I think it's twofold. I think I think the internet has a lot to do with it. In that the people who are racist or who have bigoted views have more of a platform to spew that and the people who have been victims of it also have a platform to say this is what i've dealt with well it's interesting that you mention that because uh on the article on pogo uh the military they quoted a military time survey regarding uh racism 
And, you know, it's not uncommon in the military, unfortunately, to see um, them do Nazi stuff. And I'm not, this is not all of the military. Please understand that I am not, you know, taking a dump all over the military at all. I am very thankful for the veterans that have been respectful and respected our Constitution and defended our constitutional rights. For those of you that, that, that have done that, I, I, a, a very sincere, heartfelt thank you. Um, I'm not even going to touch on racism with the police. We all know how that goes. There's, you know, the, the, the Derek Chauvin case is happening right now. And there was a number of uh, white police officers that beat a black detective last week. Um, I believe the detective survived, but that was definitely race related. But back to the military. Um, you'll see bumper stickers on some of their cars with swastikas or, you know, KKK decals. Um, and it's interesting because in 2018, um, those saying they've witnessed racism, those in the military, uh, saying that they've witnessed, uh, racism inside our military complex, for lack of a better term was roughly about 22%. It jumped, or, or I'm sorry, it, it jumped from 22% in 2018 to, to 36% in 2019. It's actually a very large jump. Um, I think it's, actually, before I go on the next thing I'm going to say, I have a question for you, though. Mm -hmm. Do you, and I've asked you this before, do you think that, and, taking Charlottesville into account because look, Trump downplayed Charlottesville as being a race issue. Anybody that's got half a brain knows that that was a race issue. They, they were very loud and boisterous about how much they hated Jews and blacks. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't just carrying torches. It was what they were saying. Um, Again, let me go back to the very, well, actually, wait a minute, I'm sorry. It was the only debate that Trump attended uh, where he refused to condemn any white nationalist group and acted like he didn't know who the hell they were, which is a crock of shit. Look, if you are the president of the United States and you don't know the name of at least one white nationalist group, you're an idiot. Please get out of office. I don't want you anywhere near a nuclear nuclear football, nuclear button, a weapon, have any control over launching attack on anybody. And he proved that because he, for the most part, launched attacks on American people um, during the Black Lives Matter protests, just so he can get a photo op with a Bible. So I have to ask that question. Do you believe that more people bought into his bullshit and that's why we're seeing more of this? So your question, I'm sorry, what was your, you went on a rant. Your question was, do no, I think that more people bought into Trump's bullshit? And that's why we're seeing more, more racism. Now. I think that there were a lot of people who have racist feelings and Trump made it okay. Do you think... Maybe, maybe, maybe if I word this a different way, it's not, it's not that I'm trying to change your answer either. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that there is a 
sizable amount of the military that pledged allegiance to Donald Trump as opposed to being loyal to protecting the Constitution? Um, I, I, I can't speak for any, I can't speak for them, but I, I think that there is a portion of people in the military who are Trump supporters. If you had to put a percentage on how many, just take it, I'm not, I'm not asking you to stick anything. I'm just asking you to just throw out a percentage of how many would follow that son of a bitch to hell. Out of the military? Yeah. I think a solid 25% for sure. Okay. Possibly more. Alright, well, now this was just, and, and there really wasn't all that many, and there, again, there's still investigations. Um, uh, so far, uh, as of and, and this number actually has gone up, but this was these were the latest numbers that I could find. Um, as of February 4th, uh, there was the first 150 people that were arrested. 14 of them were current or former members of the U.S. military. Oh, you mean from the, the Capitol? From the Capitol okay. uh, on January 6th. So that's not a percentage of how many people are in the military. That's a percentage of how many people who stormed the Capitol yes, but were I'm actually that, but, military. But you can actually, and, and I'm willing to bet that if you were to actually take that and use a graph, you would end up seeing similarities between the actual military. Not saying everyone in the military, not by any stretch of the imagination, but there is a large chunk of that. When you take a look at that, and then you take a look at how many are racist as well. Mm-hmm. And every let's face facts: Trump's a racist. If you don't, if, if you don't realize that by now, and and I realize people or, are going to say, people or, are going to say, well, he's had black people or right. minorities yeah. work in his or, hotels, or if he's not actually racist. He's perfectly okay with perpetuating racism. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, for his own gain, and he's whatever. had lawsuits for having illegal immigrant. Oh shit! Wait a minute. He's trying to stop them from coming into this country, but mm-hmm. he's actually had to go to court for having illegal immigrants working in his hotels. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, again, it is what it is. Um, those are two very serious issues that need to be worked on. And uh, the racism, racism has always been an issue, but it's become more and more and more of an issue. Um, and I've said this already. If Chauvin, who's on trial, like in the middle of the trial now, there's been enough evidence presented, boy, it better be God, like being his defense attorney, because that's the only way that he should be able to get, get you know, be get free and found not guilty. Um, and here's the worst part about it, guys: the police unions are, will stand by his side no matter how wrong he is. So he's more important than you are. Mm-hmm. According to the police unions, which are filled with ex-police officers and current police officers. 
Um, I'm not trying to shit all over <coughs> all cops either. Not all cops are bad, but please don't mistake yourself in thinking that all cops are good either. Um, there's, and I would say there's probably more bad cops than more bad military. Did uh, you did you see which city was the first city to end qualified immunity? Uh, I know, I know it was in New York, wasn't it? Was it was New York City. Yeah, good, and they should, they need to. That needs to be done everywhere. Yeah. You can't just go and commit a crime because you're a cop and say, ah, it don't matter, the union's going to get me off. You know? Um, but I did promise everybody that we would talk about... Uh... Sorry, guys. Yes. Okay, hookah. Yeah, I'm vaping a little bit. It's been a real... I, I, I legit have been doing schoolwork since about noon so um and it's eight o'clock now it's actually eight fifty. yeah and and we just i jumped straight from doing schoolwork to doing the podcast mm -hmm. um his dinner's sitting in the oven covid covid is you know is definitely an issue that needs to be focused on probably just as much if not more so now than, than in the beginning. Now, we're going to take you on a little bit of a timeline before we end up getting in because CNN did a really good special on COVID. Now, you could sit here and shit on CNN all you want. That's perfectly fine. Um, but it was the people that were involved in their own words that were answering these questions very candidly. And they were also very careful on what they spoke because there was times. Yeah, when I was going to say it wasn't Ferrari. very candidly. It was somewhat candidly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Somewhat candidly sounds good. Uh, there was times when I looked right at Danielle and I'm like, he's lying, and I know he's lying because there was a hearing where he said the complete opposite. We're not going to, you know, totally get into that, but um, it's important to note that COVID was known even in the states. Um, I'm even going to give them a pass and say they didn't know, know about it or they didn't make a big deal about it until mid-December internally, not to the public. Right. And I say that because it was on Thanksgiving where Ferrari and I actually seen about a respiratory illness of unknown origin, uh, in China. At the time, they didn't even mention it was Wuhan. They just mentioned China. Right. And I even told Ferrari, I'm like, this might be something we got to keep our eyes on because if it turns out to be like SARS, we lived in New York and SARS. In Canada, in particular, Toronto was a hot spot for SARS. Mm -hmm. And so we remember that very, very well. We, we remember how scared people were. Uh, we, we also remember that, you know, we even had to take precautions in, in New York. So, uh, that was on Thanksgiving that I seen that in a, in a, in a science journal. Um, it was pretty much just giving updates <laughs> guaranteed within a week that was mentioned to at least, at the very least, Azar, if not Trump. Yeah. Um, now, 
I'm not expecting him to make a big deal about it. I guarantee a Redfield knew about it. As a matter of fact, he even stated that he knew about it. What I found interesting is if you watch the special, at first he says he didn't find out about it until January, and then later, because it was a two-hour special, he mentions, you know, um, something about early December, mid-December, that he was talking to his CDC contact in, in China. Right. They wouldn't let Americans in. They kept on saying that it couldn't be spread person to person. Well, when you've got a whole family that's never been to this market where it's supposedly spread from, and they all catch it at the same time, something seems a bit unusual there. And then it was, well, you can catch it, but you need to be symptomatic for it to spread, because that's how SARS was. It need to be you, you. You need to be symptomatic before you could actually shed the virus. Um, and this virus isn't like that. If you remember when this virus first started, you caught a little bit of a cold and then you were good for a week or two, and then it hits you like a ton of bricks. Then it hits you like a ton of bricks, and that's where you start seeing hospitalizations. Um. And it mutated numerous times. And at one point, I was pointing out almost weekly, it mutated again, it mutated again, it mutated again. And I kept on telling people, I can't tell you some of the stuff that I knew because I was getting it from doctors that were doing autopsies. It was it, it, via HIPAA law, I couldn't say what we were seeing. And it's funny because everybody on Facebook is a doctor. Guys, I literally was one class in a dissertation that was already written, I may add, away from my doctorate. And I would have been doing neuropathology, which basically is autopsies of brains and spinal cords. Um, and while that might seem insignificant for this, when you actually see what it does to the brain, it accelerates the process. You're going to see many of these people, even if they fully recover from COVID, years down the line, you're going to see them develop early onset. I, I don't think there is fully recovered from COVID. Well, we don't. I, we can't say that yet. Um, but I agree with you. It doesn't look like there is a fully recovered. Um, again, uh on this special, there was a number of, of interesting things. Um, I will say throughout this special, I, when we were watching that, what was your impression of how, because those doctors were all painting a picture of, in particular, Trump in his inner circle. And when I mean his inner circle, I mean Azar, and some of the other people they surrounded themselves with. What was the picture that was painted for you? Because I just want to see if it's the same picture that was painted for me. The picture that was painted for me was that the Trump administration didn't want, um, or they, well, they, the Trump administration wanted to downplay the virus. Okay, I agree. Um, and that anyone who made it seem like, who didn't downplay the virus, you know, whether it was Fauci or Burks or Redfield or anybody 
um, that they would get a stern talking to of don't say that, you know, you know, don't, don't make it seem as, as bad as it is. You're making it seem worse, you know, um. Well, there was even the, when, when they asked Burks mm-hmm. and they asked if Trump threatened her, she didn't even give an answer. She just goes, he was very straight and to the right. point. More so and than he was with others. Now, my thing is, is I'm, I'm angry that they were put in that position, and I'm angry that they all didn't say, F off, these are the facts, I don't care what you say. Well, and at the end of it, um, guys, if you've seen that special, they pretty much called it an autopsy of this virus. And for those that don't know, when you have a virus and you start getting to the point where you can actually treat that virus efficiently, um, hopefully in a way that you can eliminate it, uh, but if not eliminate it, at least mitigate it and manage it, um, they do what is essentially called an autopsy. And they review what they did wrong, what they did right, and how to avoid this in the future. Again, if you think that we're not going to have another pandemic, you're fooling yourselves. Might not be in our lifetimes, but I guarantee you there will be another pandemic. Guarantee you. Scientifically, it, 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 it ha- it's kind of like a volcano erupting, you know? Uh, you cannot sit there and tell me that Mount St. Helens will never erupt again because I'm just going to laugh at you. It might be 2,000 years. It might be tomorrow. But it's going to erupt again, you know. Um, so that's what they did. And at the end of it, they made, and this goes to what you were talking about, they made the comment that, what we really do need is a World Health Organization that can pretty much tell a country, no, screw you, this is how it needs to be done. Yeah, and or do we, we need your information right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with COVID is, is it, it showed so many problems with so many systems, with, with the World Health Organization, with the CDC, with our healthcare system, with the way that we get information, with our supply chain, and none of it's been fixed. Well, I do want to point out, you're right, none of it has been fixed. I totally agree with you. I want to point out, though, as far as the World Health Organization, they had testing kits a full month before we had ours. Yep. And then once the CDC, because the CDC, the original... Thing was that the, that 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 World Health Organization offered the testing kits to the United States. Now more and more people are backtracking on that and saying that wasn't the case. Even World Health Organization is saying no, we never offered it. But if they would have asked, we would have. I guess what the, what the deal was is the United States because Trump he did uh, Trump. Well, it wasn't just Trump. It was a number of people, including right wings online that were bashing the World Health Organization. So let's think about this for a minute. Their test that they came up with that we did not ask for, even though we knew how good this test was, 
ranged right around the 90 to 95% correct. I believe it was 93 was the exact number. But at but least 90%, yeah. Our tests, the first tests were flawed to begin with. They were, they were contaminated. Um, they did test for COVID, but they didn't test for a number of other things because we were trying to make an all-in-one test. So it took five more weeks before we could get tests out there. And it was nowhere near what Trump and his team were telling us they had. Not even close. Not even close. At one point, they were telling us, oh, yeah, you could just go in and ask for a test. That would take millions of tests. We um. I don't believe the CDC or the FDA should have done it at all. I think they should have requested the test from the World Health Organization. Um, they were roughly about 80% correct. Um, you got a lot of false positives, and you also got some false negatives. And that helped it spread. Um, we shut down travel to China. Uh, the problem is while the disease started, while the virus started in China, in this day and age, especially business, businessmen and women, they don't just go to China and then come back to the States all the time. They might go to Europe. They might go, you know, wherever. Um, so this wasn't just coming from China. As a matter of fact, we've traced it and just look at some of the variants. We have a South African variant. We've got a European variant, which Florida recently seen those numbers double. And I think it was just like four days, two days. If we look at the pattern right now, we're following. It's the same thing as what we're seeing in Europe. And what we're seeing in Europe, um, if we get what would be considered a fifth wave of this in the United States, um, it's going to be a bad thing. But let's break down the CNN thing. Um, there's a couple points. Um, you know, I thought the only the only problem I had with with, with Doc, you know, with with Anthony Fauci was he almost seemed to take all the credit for the vaccine. Um, I don't think it's right to give any one single person all the credit for the vaccine. And I'll be honest with you, personally, I don't totally trust the vaccine yet. That's just me. I I am encouraging everybody to go ahead and get the vaccine. Um, yeah, I we're, other... we're, we're just not, like, we're not going to be the first ones, like... Like, you could get a vaccine now because they're opening it up yeah. for 40-plus. Um, and soon they're going to open it up for 30-plus. But we're not going to be the ones that sit there and wait and wait and wait for an appointment. We're going to just wait until, okay, you can pretty much walk into a place and get a vaccine. I don't... I have this problem where I don't totally trust when the government is insistent on things. Kind of like hydroxychloroquine which we found out was not the best thing in the world to do. And the study that the gentleman from the FDA on the CNN special was referring to uh, said that he looked at a study. 
That study had 12 people in it. Had 12 people in it. That's not a study. That's not a study at all. You know? Um, and that just goes to show you, though, even on the CNN special, the people that were talking weren't always being totally truthful. Um, Fauci did seem to take a, a, he seemed to take a lot of credit for, for, for the, for the vaccine. And maybe behind the scenes, he played a much larger role than anybody knows on that. But, um, one of the things that came out, and this was actually very surprising, was, uh, you know, Burks, uh, Dr. Dr. Deborah Burks, uh, who at one point was the coronavirus response coordinator under Trump, um, she actually said the majority of the deaths could have been prevented. I actually agree with that. Yeah. Um, nobody's going to like what I'm about to say. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are going to effing hate it. But our lockdown was a joke. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. It didn't stop the spread. It slowed it down a little bit. It didn't. We weren't stop it. locked down. No, not at all. Not at all. No, not compared to. I mean, you know, you talked about timelines with COVID, and you know, my coworker and I were talking about in December of nineteen because I remember we were putting up Christmas decorations in the work office about Chinese people being locked in their apartments in their homes. Oh yeah. Because of the spread of this virus. So you're going to tell me that nobody knew that this was dangerous? Like... Oh, they knew it was dangerous. I, I Again, I still go by what I said before, that, that while Trump might not have known just because he... he, he again, enough, enough people have come out from that administration that even stayed through till the very end and have said... To get Trump to actually pay attention to anything, you literally needed to sit him down like a child and show him like a video. Almost like putting a Game Boy or whatever in a kid's mm-hmm. hands and saying, come on, little Donnie, time to play. Right. And so did he know? No, he, he probably didn't. And it probably wasn't until Azar actually sat him down and said, okay, look, we have a serious issue. Uh, there was a Frontline uh, episode that actually talked about this. Azar spent 18 days, 18, one eight, so two weeks and four days, trying to get a hold of Trump to talk about COVID. And then when he finally got a hold of Trump, Trump didn't want to talk about COVID at all. He just wanted to talk about e-cigarettes and whether or not he should ban them. Right. Um, why like vaping? Uh, at the end of the day, I kind of care more about all the deaths that we've had in this country, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, it's it's over half a million. Uh, oh de- yeah. As far as deaths. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our lockdown was a joke. That was that was the point of me bringing up you know the thing about China in December is like. You know, other countries, like, I mean, China, like, literally did lock people in their apartment buildings. Um, But, you know, other countries, you know, New Zealand, Australia, Italy, you know, um, even the UK, 
You know, like, you were not allowed to go out. And even, like, Puerto Rico, like, you yeah, you couldn't go out. You know, it was based on your license plate number. Yep. You know, like, if you had an even number, you could go out on certain days. If you had an odd number, you could go out on certain days. You know, and it was only to go to a doctor, a pharmacy, or the grocery store. Like, essential things. You know, I mean, and I mean... I'll even say, like, I mean, I only went to the grocery store, and we went to the doctor and the pharmacy, and the only other places that I went were, like, to open-air parks. No, I mean... You know, like, with friends, you know, like, when we wore masks, and we played Pokemon Go, and, like, that's it, you I know? still wear masks everywhere, I even wear it outside walking into places, but, again, I'm high-risk. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've had pneumonia twice or scarring in my lungs, you know. Again, you know my my doctors even said I catch this, it's I'm probably ending up on a respirator, which is not good for anybody, uh, especially me. Um, uh, but yeah, that that's it's mutated so much. And then what happened? Well, we'll we'll get to that in a minute because there there's some more things that happened in the middle. Towards the beginning of this, um, and I would probably say this was around May or June, I made the comment to you, but I also made the comment to a couple friends, and Mm -hmm. they actually got kind of mad. You have to understand that going to med school and then talking to people that think that they're doctors but really have done, you know, have never even step foot in a med school um are two entirely different things i seeing how it was spreading seeing how it mutated um typically speaking with uh respiratory illnesses you can't spread it until you're symptomatic right this is one of the very few times if not the only time that we've actually seen a, a, a respiratory virus spread when you're asymptomatic. In other words, you have no symptoms. Um, seeing the mutations that happen, seeing some of the long-term effects, seeing what it did to certain organs in the body. I made the comment that I honestly thought it was a man-made virus. And that somehow uh, it got out of, whether it was intentional or not, it got out of the lab that's in Wuhan. And what was interesting when we watched that special is uh, Robert Redfield, who's a, who was the director of uh, the CDC, actually said the same thing, um, essentially. He didn't say it was man-made. He said they were doing research on uh, coronavirus in bats. And he believes that it might have leaked out of the lab. Um, When you say you're doing research on that, typically you're doing a couple things. You're modifying its RNA. Um, You're seeing how it spreads. You're seeing how you can possibly cure it. But you're playing around with a virus which could actually make it more deadly. And especially a virus like this that that 
there is no cure. It should have been a level four pathogen. Uh, I hope they followed that rule. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there is no indication on that. They wouldn't let the United States in for quite a while, actually. Uh, and then they finally let, let the World Health Organization in uh, just recently. They might have been allowed in earlier as well. Um, but I did appreciate the fact that, that Dr. Redfield pretty much admitted, yeah, he believes this is man-made. He can't say for sure, but he believes it was man-made. Um, without using those exact words, that's that's pretty much because I look right at Ferrari and I'm like, did he just say what I think he she you know he said? And she agreed with me. I mean, he he worded it differently, but you know, he said it was man-made. Um, I know uh, one of the other things came up. Doctor Burks, Burks actually joined the task force. Um, a big reason why was to try to stop the Trump administration from playing down the risk that COVID posed to Americans. Um, and you can see that now. It, it, it still exists now. You see people not wanting to wear masks. You see people that if you wear a mask will try to shame you for it. You see people going out in droves for spring break. If you don't think you're going to see a spike in cases after spring break this year, boy, you're going to be surprising. I'll admit, if we don't see a spike, I'm going to be very surprised. Um, because the beaches, at least here in Florida, were way overpacked. That's why Miami was instituting um, uh, curfews and everything like that. Um, it, you know, uh, it, the question, and you mentioned this before, about our medical uh our medical system. Mm -hmm. And I don't think our medical, our medic, medical system was overwhelmed. I will say that our doctors did, did nothing wrong. Our doctors did everything right. No, fact, no, but the way that the system is set up for profit and only having enough supplies, you know, of what we need right now, not like if a pandemic hits or something like that. Well, and, I mean, the fact that people have exorbitant hospital bills after this. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the beginning, somebody said it was... Uh, like a million dollars. Yeah. It's something, something that would bankrupt you for sure. Um, it, it is true that our supply chain of PPP, uh, you know... Uh, um, PPE. PPE. Uh, ventilators, um, and a number of other medical equipment, masks, uh, well, that calls, falls into PPE, um, was uh, underwhelmed. Um, nobody has, what I find interesting is Trump kept on blaming Obama's administration for leaving our emergency stockpile, because we have an emergency stockpile of all this stuff, and Trump kept on insisting that it was empty. Uh, no offense. I don't believe a damn thing Trump says because it's now come out that he's lied so much 
And even people that were loyal to him have admitted that he's lied. Just for the sake of lying. Um, I really would like someone from Obama's administration to confirm or deny that. And if it was true, why didn't they replace it? We all pay taxes. That goes to help with that. They've ran numerous scenarios of how a pandemic would play out and what equipment was needed. It's also important to realize that even in mid-December, you started seeing that the people that uh, the the manufacturers of the, these equipment, you know, this equipment and the PPE in particular, um, they were ramping up, you know, uh, uh, supplies that was being purchased by China, and nobody in the United States took attention to that. Now we do, but at the time that didn't ring any bells. I think at that point in time, either it rang bells because you knew what was going on and you were hoping that if you put your head in the sand, it would go away. Or Trump had a lot of really stupid people working for him. Well, I mean, that's but, but I think what what is um what is his name? Admiral Brett um, Gerard. What is his name? Gerard. Gerard. Um, he had said, and this is what we're looking at right now on this quote on this page is, um, there wasn't a centralized system to keep tabs on the supply chain. And, and that's, I mean, that's another problem that, you know, was brought to light and that I don't think has been fixed. Like there's, there's no way to know like what's in the stockpile, what's at these hospitals, What's being, you know, manufactured right now. But see, my problem with that, and, and, and looking back on it now, I didn't think about it then, but thinking about it now, looking back on it, numerous presidents in the past have mentioned we've got enough of this particular medication in, 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 in the U.S.'s emergency stockpile. We've mm -hmm. got enough of this or enough of this or enough of this. So you mean to tell me that the only thing that we actually keep track of is the oil? I mean, were you really surprised? No, I'm, I, I'm not surprised. What I am a little bit surprised about is every single president was full of shit. Yeah. That's what I'm more surprised and disgusted by. Because at that point, look, if every single president is saying that, that means they were lying. Or Gerard was lying, one of the two. But it, let's just go on the assumption that the president, you know, every single president was lying. In that case, don't you think that maybe, just maybe, you want to prepare for something that you know is coming? Yeah. This pandemic was predictable. It was not a secret. It was, if you know anything about science, even if you've just taken just base, a basic college science class you know that we're going to have a pandemic it's it's not a matter of of if it's a matter of when and how bad is it going to be 
it's that simple. So that means these presidents were risking our lives then at that case, or drawers full of shit. Um, you know, I, I mean, Burks may mention it. There was uh, too many streams of data presented to Trump about the coronavirus pandemic, which may uh, may have had an impact on policy decisions that were or were not made. Um, in other words, she's saying that Trump's an idiot. Um, because he couldn't comprehend everything that was coming across his desk. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, do you really want an idiot as a president? Seriously? I don't know. I want someone that can actually comprehend data. Um, you know, comprehend information. Um, I do have a question, though, because obviously he played a role towards the end of this. And he plays a role in how many people now are approaching this, in particular red states. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion of Scott Atlas? Um, I really wish that Scott Atlas would have been brought on to read the radiology, like the the x-rays and the radiology reports of people who had suffered from COVID, as opposed to be the be-all, end-all of how this virus is spreading and what we need to do to stop it. He is a radiology expert. I think if his sole job was, Hey, this is what people's lungs look like when they're suffering from COVID and afterwards, instead of, you know, him just spouting off on, you know, no, we need to open the economy and masks don't work and this doesn't do anything. And, you know, well, um, if the, he had been brought on for his expertise, I think things would have been different. Okay, you said that in a much nicer way than I uh, I, I was going to say it. Um, so we'll leave it at that because I won't say what I said that night as soon as his picture showed up on TV. Um, um, yeah, I, mm. I don't I don't like Scott Atlas at all. I think he's a waste of fucking air. Uh, oh, there I go. I got to label it explicit now. Yeah, um, and that goes for our governor that whenever he wants to talk about COVID, he brings Atlas in for expert guidance. Um, and that's the reason why Florida, again, is seeing a rise in cases. Again, you're not going to get herd immunity with something that keeps on changing. It's not going to happen. Not that way. And that leads us to something else, which Atlas pushed for, although uh, what he's talking about actually uh, was the same thing that I was like, what the hell? Um, You remember when Trump paraded himself in front of the podium and you know, the, the, the 30, the, the, the steps to reopening the country And I even said, you know what? If we follow this, this actually might work. This actually is a good idea. Do do you remember that? Uh, Yeah, but it was such a, like, when that day happened, it was in between some prior bullshit and then some which bullshit we're going to get into. Um... You know, because I actually never even really got to read the the plan to reopen 
because by the time the next day hit, Trump had, in the middle of the night, gotten on the Twitter machine. And liberate Virginia! Liberate Michigan! You know? So... Yeah, see, what Trump did is... his own plan. He actually had a good plan, and then he went and he screwed it up. Um, At the end of the day... If he would have just shut up and we would have followed that plan, we actually, yes, it dealt with a longer lockdown. That, unfortunately, is what the country needed. I know New York was trying to do that, you know, by slowly opening things. Oh, Florida wasn't. As soon as the the federal lockdowns were done, we just pretty much... we left it up to municipalities on whether or not they wanted to uh, use mask mandates and social distancing, and most most communities did. Uh, but as far as at the at the state level, our governor really could care less. I mean, literally, when Trump was railing, you know, had a rally for president, uh, DeSantis went and was high fiving people, and God knows what these people were doing. I mean, they could have been, you know, blowing their nose or, you know, picking their nose, whatever. And then he gets up on stage and he wipes the sweat off his cheeks. Great way to spread disease there, buddy. Um, I keep on saying how... He rubbed how, his eye, too. Yeah, he like, rubbed his eye, too. Hang, you know, hang, high-fiving and giving handshakes to, you know, Ain't so many people. No hand sanitizer or anything like that. No, I'm, I'm shocked that he has not gotten COVID. Um, but... Fauci was just as surprised at what Trump said, and so was Burks uh, as well, because it was like you actually had a decent plan, and then you go and you ruin it. Um, you know, uh, there there also was uh, there 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 was some. Uh, Arguments uh, regarding uh, Redfield, um, uh, Dr. Stephen Hahn, who's the commissioner of the FDA under Trump, um, and their relationship with Alex Azar. Um, uh, I, I mean, to be fair, Alex Azar is a, a, a punk-ass bitch that lies just like Trump does. But one of the things that they mentioned was about changing CDC's uh, morbidity and mortality uh, weekly report. Uh, It was called an MMWR. And one of the things that Redfield kind of said and then backed away from is he said he refused to change it. Well, they did change it. They only changed it for a couple days, but they did change it to, to to what Azar wanted. Pretty much what that would have done is it would have made it so when you list someone as dying from COVID because of a comorbidity. Um, so let's say that um, you, uh, you've had lung issues, you caught COVID, you developed pneumonia, and you died. Well, really the cause was COVID, um, or the cause could be pneumonia, um, due to COVID. Um, it's kind of like, the best way I can put this is many AIDS patients 
pass away from pneumonia. And if you look at the death certificate, they don't just say pneumonia. It's a pneumonia um, uh, due to a complication of uh, autoimmune deficiency um, or, or what have you, or HIV. I, I, I forgot exactly how it's worded on the death certificate. should be worded this way, too. Unfortunately, there are certain states, such as Florida, that still refuse to have correct reporting. Um, and we're not the only ones. There's other red states as well. Uh, so, you know, again, uh, every time I bring this up, there's people that want to say, well, what about the guy in the motorcycle that died? He didn't die because of COVID. Um, you know what? The first month or two, you can use that argument. We're now... Uh, A year and two months into this, at least, you can't really use that argument anymore. You know, that's a that's that's a bullshit argument for someone that really doesn't want to actually look at the facts. Um, you, you know, uh, another thing that came out was and I'm not surprised about this. Um, I am not surprised at all. Because of my own experiences. Um, but Burke said that all the doctors who served on Trump's White House Coronavirus Task Force received death threats. Now, you know, just as well as I do, it's gotten to the point where I won't even comment on COVID anymore because mm -hmm. people are too stupid. There was a professional wrestler who I'm not going to name that used to wrestle for WWE till, well, he, they realized he sucked and they got rid of him. Um that I had an issue with hydroxychloroquine. I, I, I said it, it's it's a dangerous drug. You shouldn't just hand it out like candy because you want to because it's a it's a drug it's it's a miracle from God as Trump put it or or I might be close. I might be off by a word or two. And I had already seen before it was released the research study that they had done uh, through the VA. Uh, using COVID on, or using hydroxychloroquine COVID patients. <coughs> uh, and the results were not good at all. Um, and then I did my own research and I found a study that was done at the end of the Vietnam War. I believe it was around 1969 to 1973, right around that area. Um, it, was, it was so old that they transferred it from microfiche to scan it on, you know, for a computer. That's how old it was. Uh, but what they found, because they would give hydroxychloroquine to malaria patients, and they actually found many of them were were having heart-related issues and possibly dying. Uh, many of them were, were dying because of heart-related issues. Um, yet we, you know, and Stephen Hahn is just as guilty. He, he approved it off of that study. Uh, from the FDA, he approved off of that study of 12 people, you know, um, I'm not, look, if I was to tell you that if you get the flu and you eat 10 banana peppers and you're going to be perfectly fine the next day, and then the next day you feel a little bit better, 
Does that mean that you don't have the flu anymore? No. There's no healing properties in banana peppers. It just meant it cleared up your damn nose. You know, um... So now saying all of this, I think it's important that we mention something else because this was brought up as well. The CDC came out with a warning yesterday, I believe it was, that, um, and again, if you don't know anything about statistics, uh, then please just don't. Don't even bother arguing this point with me because um, you'll lose. Um, statistically, when you put it into a graph form, we're matching up almost identical with Europe as far as the path that this virus is taking. Europe now is seeing a drastic rise. We're also starting to see a rise in 13 states as it, as it stands right now. And it's spreading. We probably are going to be getting hit with a fifth wave of this. And I find it unusual, or I find it not unusual, ironic, that this happened once states decide to open their barn door and say, off you go, little horsies. Because pretty much all they did was they opened the doors to more people getting this. And hospitals being overwhelmed more. Guys, the vaccine, while it's a good thing, it will make the symptoms less. But it's not going to cure it. It's not going to make it so you don't get it. You still need to wear masks. You still got to practice social distancing. At least for now. Are you going to? Some of you will, a lot of you won't, you know, and I realize that some of you are probably sitting there saying, what about you? Guess what, guys? I don't go anywhere. Go to my doctor, go to my pharmacy, wear a mask both times, you know, for wherever I go, I wear a mask. Other than that, I'm home. I'm looking at, you know. Higher paying jobs. I'm doing schoolwork so I can get higher paying jobs. I'm making myself useful. I'm taking this this as a time to better myself. What was your takeaway from the whole thing? From the CNN thing? Well, that and knowing about what's going on with Europe and the warning from the CDC who... I've seen that girl give a number of different updates. This was the first time I've seen her almost in tears. Oh yeah, the the director or whatever. Yeah. Um the the problem is is that the people who don't want to take any measures, who don't want to wear a mask, don't care about social distancing, just want to go do live their lives whatever, they're the ones that are potentially asymptomatically spreading this. Um, they're making it worse for everyone else who's actually doing what they can to stop spreading this. Um, if everyone would have done what they're supposed to do, 
we could potentially not have to worry about COVID right now. Um, but instead, we're sitting on over half a million people dead. We've got about half a dozen variants now that we know of. Um, I know you want to say something, so go ahead. Well, no, I, okay, obviously, and it's no surprise that, that me and you, at some point, Mexico is a place that's very near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so we pay attention to what happens in Mexico quite a bit. Um, we have watched a number of videos of what's going on in Mexico and how day-to-day life has been over the past, you know, well, ju- just looking at over the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look there and you look at this country, what do you see um, as far as differences? Um, most people in Mexico wear masks. Okay, yeah, I agree. And I would say it's definitely a closer to 100% than the people here. Um, Do you think it's a little bit more under control there than here? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you want to talk, like, we go back to, like, the whole lockdown situation. I mean... Mexico took care of its people. They they went door to door dropping off essentials, you know, food and paper products so that people didn't have have to leave the house. I mean, in theory, you know, yeah, it's not you know, ideal gourmet food, but if somebody brings you a gallon of milk, a dozen eggs, some cheese, some toilet paper and some paper towels, you technically don't have to leave the house, you no. know, and you're you're not spreading this disease. And that's the problem is, you know, the more people that it can infect, the more it can mutate. And people don't understand that, that that's why it's mutating so fast is because there's all these freaking yahoos out there not doing what they're supposed to be doing and just, you know, oh, great. You, okay. Well, I didn't get sick. Good for you. But you know what? That virus went into your body and went, well, this didn't work. What if I change myself a little bit and jump to the next person? Now, I want to clarify something because you're you're talking about medical stuff. And I've already bitched about people that go online to talk about medical um, information when... Honestly, they're pizza. You know, they're 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 pizza makers right. or burger Well, flippers. you know what I mean. You on the other hand, can talk, though, yeah. I mean, I went. Yes, do I work with animals? Yes, but I had to take biology and chemistry, college level, college level biology, chemistry. You know, am I an expert in epidemiology? No. Do I continue to read and learn even though I am not in school? Yes. But in a way, you need to know that, though. Yeah. Because if, if, if there's a virus or a disease that's spreading amongst, say, dogs or cats or whatever, you guys need to know that. Epidemiology works the same no matter what species you're in. Exactly. So I know how things spread in dogs and cats and rabbits and birds 
and hamsters and guinea pigs, um, most of which I saw all of those today. Um, I got bit by a bird today. I didn't even tell you that. Um, <laughs> Katie got bit by that guinea pig. So, you know, we all got bit today. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, am I, am I an expert in coronavirus? No. Do I read? And like, thankfully you have access to medical journals because of school and, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. When it boils down to it is like, I don't understand people who are blissfully ignorant. Um, I want, I always want to know more about everything. You know, I want to read, I want to learn. And that's the problem with a lot of people in this country is they're just like set in their ways and set in their education and set in their ignorance level of like, well, I know what I need to know to get through the day. Like, no, you don't because things are constantly changing. Okay. And I, I, I agree. To- I, I agree hundred percent with everything you just said. So, um, here's what I'm going to say. You can hate media outlets. You can say that this is just fear mongering. You can say whatever you want. I can tell you that I've read numerous medical journals. And the funniest thing is someone that makes maybe minimum wage flipping burgers at Burger King wants me to send them a journal from a magazine that costs well over a thousand dollars a year to subscribe to. Um, now, because I went to med school, that's included with my tuition, but you want me to give it to you for free. So you can read something that you don't even know how to read. Yeah. Um, no, look, if you guys want to still be idiots and, and, Take that chance. That's perfectly fine. I honestly think, and people could say that this is a liberal left-wing thing to say, look, here's what I feel. I feel that if I got sick because of you, and it can be directly traced back to a certain person, I should be able to sue you for my medical bills and pain and suffering because there is going to be pain and suffering afterwards. It's gotten so bad where someone was suffering from the after effects of COVID committed suicide because he just couldn't take the pain anymore. So this is a serious thing. You do need to take it seriously. It's not fear mongering. And at this point, if you don't realize how much you've been lied to, totally ignore the last four years. If you don't, realize how much you were lied to since the beginning of this pandemic by the previous administration. I don't know what to tell you short of the fact that when, you know, when America sees democracy go away, you're going to be the reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully people found this enlightening i don't think many people will find this as as entertaining but hopefully you found it enlightening if you have questions submit them via the the uh facebook page it's in the description um again i don't mind having people on but please make sure you have your facts because if you don't i will call you out on it um and Again, I guess uh, it's a great day for freedom, and we'll do this again uh, next week. Yeah.
Alright, thanks a lot guys, and uh, see you next week. On the day the war